Hello and welcome to the latest Safer West Mercia podcast. My name is John Campion and I'm the West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner and I'll let my uh, guests introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Marv Chowdhury. I'm Sergeant on the We Don't Buy Crime team um, within the Prevention Hub. So in this episode, we are talking about the work that West Mercia Police does in the We Don't Buy Crime um, activity. Been around for a while, but focused on uh, acquisitive crime, uh, those kind of crimes that involve burglary, theft, and indeed then the associated harm. Um, we are uh, focused on preventative, how we ensure that either when it has happened, how we stop it happening again, or how we um, stop it happening um, in the first place. Uh, been around a while, um, even predating me, started back in 20, uh, 2015, uh, and indeed when I got elected in 2016, one of those very early on um, areas where I go, oh, impressive work how do i how do i support support that and indeed over the last seven and a bit years seen really important changes and indeed the work being embedded i think into into those more uh, business as usual type uh, type activities my safer west mercy plan very straightforwardly about reducing harm reducing the impact of, of crime and uh, acquisitive crime and the work and the uh, the we don't buy crime team i think a central part of that and we've seen some important changes haven't we we've seen uh, crime um it, uh, crime type in relation to uh, some forms of burglary over that period go down we've seen a slight rise recently in some some forms but overall we've seen that positive um positive uh, process so um Mark, probably the first bit to talk about is, um, I briefly mentioned uh, the kind of crimes that we're talking about. But for those listening uh, at home, what, what is the central focus of your, your, your work in terms of the kind of crimes you're, you're trying to prevent? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me and taking the time to listen to the We Don't Buy Crime team because that's um, really important for us that we spread the message around what we can do. Um, to answer the question around um, what is it that we, we focus on predominantly, it's acquisitive crime. So acquisitive crime in its um, basic sense is evolves around a theft. A theft has to take place for it to be an acquisitive crime. So taking someone's property without someone's permission. But we often refer to the, the term serious acquisitive crime. Um, and that, that, dem that sort of defines acquisitive crime a little bit more um, closely. Uh, and it predominantly involves a residential burglary. Um, a personal robbery or theft of vehicle. So within the We Don't Buy Crime team, we focus on those offence types predominantly from prevention through to detection. Um, and then we've started to wider expand that as well. There's lots of people in West Mercia, uh, our residents uh, in the different communities across the, the three beautiful counties, will never have heard of it. Um, but they might have seen uh, lots of the blue signs that are out and about uh, across the, across the force area. They might not necessarily connect it with the activity that you and your team um, um, absolutely focused on. And that element of prevention really really important because policing is just sometimes seen as responding to when it's happened, isn't it? Well, well you, some of your work is doing that when somebody has been a victim, but it's also um, proactively out there trying to prevent in the first place. Absolutely. Um, prevention uh, is massive to me. It's uh, one of my biggest drives of being in the police. I think once a crime's taken place, it's too late. Something's already happened. I'm sure the public want us to try and prevent the crime in the first place. And I've seen a real change in the last 12 months to two years within West Mercia. And We Don't Buy Crime really fits within that, that, prevention, that prevention arena from early intervention all the way through to to that detection later on down the line. The signs that you refer to that hopefully people are seeing 
throughout the force. That's a key area of our prevention. It's it's a message that we um, hope our offenders, our criminals in this area, are aware of and are seeing those signs. And when they see those signs, I'm hoping they um, avoid committing criminality in that area because they know there's every chance that the crime prevention layers in those areas are quite severe and there's every chance that they will be caught and apprehended as a result. So the signs that we've been referring to um, are relating to smart water predominantly in terms of um, a smart water being used in that community to uh, protect property. Do you want to just um, talk a little bit about um, about what smart water is uh, and the role that it has in, uh, in, in the We Don't Buy Crime journey and indeed how the public uh, might see it or, or indeed access it in their community? Yeah, of course. So um, smart water is one of the tactics that we use in the We Don't Buy Crime team and we've been using it for, for quite some time now. Uh, it's probably worth mentioning that smart water is um, used internationally by law enforcement agencies. It's not just a West Mercia thing. Um, it's international. But it's made in West Mercia, though, right? Absolutely, yeah, which is really ideal for us because it allows us to um, have a really good working relationship with them. And um, predominantly around innovation, um, not all the other forces get the opportunity to, to visit them as freely as we do, um, to talk about different products and, and to discuss ideas around how we can try and um, come up with other solutions that might um, prevent crime t- from taking place. Um, an example of that is our recent tire tag project. Um, we came up with a, a bingo-style dabber to try and tackle fly tipping, and that's just one of many um, different innovative ideas with some of the things you can see on the table in front of us. Um, but smart water in its, in its simplest sense is a, is a fluid, it's a, a liquid that contains a rare, um, unique combination of uh, elements that can't be found anywhere else in the world. Um, it's often compared to um, as being a DNA, um, so it, it's a forensic link back to a crime. And we use it in a multitude of different ways, from property marking through to spray systems. Um, and the idea is that if it's, we mark someone's property and it gets stolen and the police find it, um, we can scan it with a UV torch and um, we can then find the unique code by sending it up to smart water and we should be able to reunite that item of property with the owner. The spray systems have evolved massively. They used to be fitted into stores and still are fitted into certain types of stores. And if the burglar attends that store, they get sprayed and covered in. And that's where you see a lot of the traditional images around smart water, people glowing in the yellowy green, um, yellowy green spray. Um, but we now have handheld sprays now that we, we use in um, nighttime economy, for domestic abuse, um, off-road and social behavior, a whole range of things that we're, we're evolving all the time. It's um it's one of those um one of those things that uh, perhaps communities might have heard of UV pens and all those kind of things. It's it's a proper big step forward for that type or that type of technology, and it works as well, doesn't it? In terms of yeah. uh, there's not just the sense that we're doing the right thing, but there's some academic uh, backing to uh, to the work of Smart Water. Absolutely, um, Smart Water um, have had um, hundreds of convictions um, through the use of Smart Water, and they will. They will say that whenever a, 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 a defendant has contested a case at court, every single time that's taken place, they've had a 100% conviction rate. So they, it's a really robust product that can stand up to the criminal justice system. But more so than that, like you refer to the academic studies that have been done, um, Smartwatch have done their own study, and it says that 74% of acquisitive criminals will not go on to commit an offence when they see that Smartwater logo. So it's really, really important that we include that within our We Don't Buy in Crime branding and signage across the force because we do think that criminals do know what the logo means. Um, and it's also embedded in our custody units. Um, when people come into custody, they are scanned for smart water. And all of our officers, response officers, SNT officers, all carry ultraviolet torch. So any property that's, that's found should be scanned and hopefully reunited um, with the owners.
But again, that sits above all of that is we're trying to prevent the crime in the first place rather than detection later on down the line. That's a, sub, a subsequent um, angle for us, but we want to prevent the crime for it to take place. Sometimes um, people, I think, wrongly uh, think of acquisitive crime or business crime as a, well, it's just a, just a cost of either doing business or it's insured, so therefore, you know, where's a real victim in, in there? But I hear from communities, um, especially in some of our more isolated communities, of the impact of, of that crime, um, whether it's been somebody on their property and stolen something, or they might not then feel safe in their home if it's been burgled. And uh, I'm just interested in your team's uh, work with how um, how you support uh, from the, from I suppose, the most serious acquisitive crime of maybe theft of farm machinery worth hundreds of thousand pounds all the way down to what's sometimes described as more, those more low-level incidents. Yeah, so we've we've got a, thankfully, whilst We Don't Buy Crime Team is, is quite a small team that's centrally based within West Mercia, but we cover the whole of the area. We've got a real presence in all of our local policing areas. So we've got our rural and business officers, for example. They're fully trained in the We Don't Buy Crime program and they're based locally. And they do really, really have a focus around engaging with the community, business and rural community to um, promote the work of, of what we're doing We Don't Buy Crime, but also to look at um, ways that they can offer crime prevention advice to try and prevent those crimes from taking place. Um, and you rightly highlight that, that that's a rural, a rural theft of a tractor. Um, it has far-reaching consequences. A, a tractor theft in itself to a farmer, most people might think, is, is a loss of property but actually it's the knock-on effect to the farming community it's the if it's a food producer for example there's going to be a delay in that produce getting out which then affects the national economy so um what some people might think is just a simple theft actually has um, some far-reaching consequences as you highlight i uh did some uh engaged with lots of different elements of the farming community but um around lambing season i was out mm-hmm. in south worcestershire earlier earlier this year and um, they, they'd been hit by a, um, a trailer theft. Now, in the grand scheme of things, you think trailer theft uh, not particularly, but this particular trailer had got some very specialist um, uh, equipment on it that enabled um, the, the, the lambing process to happen uh, more safely and, and indeed more, more efficiently. And that equipment couldn't just go and be bought, um, uh, you know, in another company from insurance. It was it was something that would take another six months to be delivered, and it was really impactive to hear the uh, to hear the um, the consequences of, of losing that bit of kit um, on that day. But really fascinating in that case that the wraparound support that's happened afterwards stopped the revictimization. That's another part of your work, isn't it, in terms of trying to prevent ACE. But also, when it has happened, it's not uncommon in inquisitive crime that people will come back to, to re-victimise. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, I mean, there's several elements to the We Don't Buy Crime project, as you, as you will know. But the um, burglary follow-up process in itself, and, and your, your promise to give every victim in West Mercia a smart water kit, um, we, we not only visit the victim and offer those the kit and the protection through, through smart water and signage, but we then visit the cocooning properties, the properties either side. And um, that's one thing that we're looking to expand within the next 12 months to try and, and, and capture more of those properties either side to really look at preventing that re-victimisation. Um, yeah. we, uh, we've seen, uh, we talked about the signs a little earlier, um, and um, they're around communities, uh, and we see new smart water villages pop up, and that's part of the, uh, is to get that focus around certain areas. Um, we get that might work in towns or in uh, some of our bigger communities, but how does that work in some of our smaller, more uh, rural communities? Because it might be a hamlet of a, of a couple of houses. It might be just one farm, might there? Yeah, so our Towns and Villages project has gone from strength to strength, and um, we've got um, 
think the last check was over 170 uh, towns and villages. So they're parish or ward council um, across West Mercy that are now protected by We Don't Buy Crime and Smart Water. Uh, and that, that predominantly works where we um, we have two um, We Don't Buy Crime coordinators that go out and visit shows and events and visit parish councils and, and attend meetings, advertise a programme. And that involves our parishes and our wards contributing financially to buy and protect their area um, from acquisitive crime through buying some We Don't Buy Crime packs, which um, subsequently get supported. Uh, and our We Don't Buy Crime coordinators will coordinate that process with the parishes and to really try and protect a particular area. And the, the benefits of this is that um, once the signage is up in a small village or hamlet or town, wherever it may be, um, like I said earlier on, the acquisitive criminals know what it is and um, they will potentially go somewhere else you know, and commit their criminality when they see that sign, when they know there's an extra layer of crime prevention in that particular area. So it's a really, really good um, tool. And there's evidence base again, I think it was 2019 Warwick Academy um, University um, evaluation that highlights that a we don't buy crime town and village um, will have a reduction compared to an area that's not protected in, in the same way. So it has got evidence to support the fact that it does reduce criminality. So it's really a tool. As Commissioner, uh, a central part of my role is deploying the resources I get for policing and keeping the public safe. And uh, the uh, the £600,000 um, over the last three years, uh, I, I would see as a bit of a no-brainer. Uh, in terms of investment, because it, well, you've just described that partnership that often happens as a result of deploying the kits in that case. Um, it's not all our resource. It's all, uh, driven by uh, by that community as well. And I think that's really important to build that coalition. And I think a central theme of, of, of your team were really, uh, really for me, in the very best traditions of how we keep our community community safe uh, and and to see crime a key crime uh, reduced in the way it has and, and the and the hard work behind it i think really really important um in terms of if anybody listening or, or those wanted to understand how they might get this type of activity in their community you know maybe they haven't been a victim of crime but there's something that's either a priority in their local area or indeed they might want to explore how would they find out more uh, how to access it and how to get um, that, that more information and, yeah. what, and what kind of support would they get? Yeah, of course. So um, probably first thing to mention there is that we've got our intranet page. So we've got an internet page um, which can be found by typing WDBC, We Don't Buy Crime, into any traditional search engine. And we've got a whole raft of information there. But more so than that, I'm a big believer in um, actually speaking to people rather than doing things electronically. So um, we've got our We Don't Buy Crime coordinators that will go and visit, like I have said earlier, parish council meetings, um, shows and events. Um, they cover the whole of the force. And then more locally, we have our law and business officers, our safer neighbourhood teams that all know about the We Don't Buy Crime project. So I'd encourage members of the public, if they want to know more, to either contact us via our email address, which can be found on the internet page, or contact your local policing teams, safer neighbourhood teams, or law and business officers, and they can put you in contact with us and we can do the rest. Because the, uh, the brand's well known in West Mercia Police and those local officers um, and PCSOs absolutely uh, uh, would know and that's where I really like the fact it's another tool in their toolkit that uh, that the organization supports them with and I've, I've heard many uh, an occasion where your team has presented to a community or a parish council around uh, the work of We Don't Buy Crime and, um, and Smart Water and you see the audience and they're nodding and they actually this is how we can empower ourselves to take some uh, some direct action. Um, we don't buy crime been uh, around a while in terms of in the organization seen some different uh, iterations and uh, different times and you referred earlier to actually we've seen 
a greater focus on prevention in West Mercia Police and indeed from my Safer West Mercia plan. Um, looking ahead, where, where next do you think it is? Where, where next on our journey about prevention uh, and being better at stopping re-victimisation? Where do you think the continued focus needs to be? Yeah, I think um, just one thing that's probably worth mentioning there as well, something we're really proud of within the We Don't Buy Crime team is that we were the first We Don't Buy Crime team nationally and now there is several other We Don't Buy Crime teams dotted around the, around the country and I'm presenting on a regular basis to other forces that want to take on um, our nationally award-winning programme. So there's a lot of evidence that supports the fact that what we do works. Um, but like you say, moving forward, we don't want to stand still. We want to keep looking at innovation. We want to keep looking at trying to prevent criminality as we move forward. So that relationship with Smartwater is important. We do um, regularly have discussions with them. Whenever there's a, a new crime trend that pops up that we've perhaps not seen before, we will go and speak to them and say, what can we do to try and prevent that? More so than that, we've, um, we're linked into um, a, a range of different best practice sites and um, from the College of Policing through to um, different funding streams that are available that we're looking to, to um, resource and buy new products and new innovation that will, will again add to that prevention layer. Um, but we, we also look at prevention from slightly, um, from the very early stages as well. So we look at our sign up crime officers. We, we go and speak to um, building planners, for example, and any new builds that crop up. I'm sure listeners will see new builds everywhere these days. And we, we try and get those crime prevention layers in right from that very early start to try and prevent crime in, in that way. So the future, um, we've talked about domestic abuse as well. So we're looking at um, domestic abuse, what we can do to try and prevent re-victimization. There's some really good products that hopefully we launch soon um, to really sort of drive down um, repeat victimization domestic abuse. So there is some innovation isn't there, around the use of things like smart water in those circumstances. Because yeah. one of the scenarios might be if um, there is somebody uh, who is a domestic abuse victim uh, and their abuser is ordered to keep away, it's very difficult sometimes to prove that their abuser has not been keeping away. So smart water is a one of those uh, potential opportunities that might prove that the yeah. person isn't uh, complying with their, uh, with their, the, the, the directions that they've been given. Absolutely, it, it's a um it almost fits perfectly into that scenario to to um, provide the victims or survivors of domestic abuse with that with that layer of prevention, layer of protection, if you like, to 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 prove beyond any sort of reasonable doubt that an individual has approached them once they're sprayed with a solution or once they're marked with with smart water, and there's very little getting out of getting out of that. And other bits of innovation is around the nighttime economy. Those spray tags that we're giving to nighttime um, door supervisors, for example, we're looking to try and drive down. And violence and, and be the poor behaviour within the nighttime economy, and, and that's uh, that's when somebody is displaying that poor behaviour and maybe gets ejected from the club. They they would then have they would then have smart water tagged on them. Therefore, if they tried to get in somewhere else, they would be marked in smart water, and and it would trigger a lot of questions from the door staff and the other establishment because we do see that, don't we? We see yes. violence or poor behaviour displays from uh, from area to area in town centres in nighttime economies. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, again the main the main aim of that is that deterrent, that prevention. So um, when people are queuing up to get into an establishment, that they they often see. Um, door staff carrying an item which they think is that is that police parver spray or is why are you carrying that that engages a conversation so right from the very start people queuing up to get into establishment will be aware of the product um but but then if they then go on to commit that poor behavior and go on to commit offenses in that, that venue they can be sprayed and and that will as you've highlighted alert other venues within the towns uh, or within that nighttime economy area but also for us going back to prevention straight through to detection um 
when they do call the police to say that this has taken place and they're then sprayed in this in this solution, it gives us much more um, powers and, and, and evidence to, to look at a successful prosecution. So it's a really good product. Really exciting opportunities and I think uh, the innovation really at the centre of the journey so far and indeed in, in, the, in the future of the We Don't Buy Crime team. And, and as I said before, the ability as commissioner to, to deploy the resources I have effectively, a no-brainer in terms of the We Don't Buy Crime team and the evidence being in, in the stats. And so, you know, I want to thank you and your, your colleagues for the work that you do, keeping our public safe and preventing those crimes. And I, I have many a case study of where uh, victims who have unfortunately been a um, victim of crime absolutely recognize the uh, amazing support that they get afterwards, including that sense of how they start to feel safe again. Um, in their own space and that's uh, you know we're supported by colleagues in your team which is uh, really impressive to see um, really grateful uh, for those uh, who've been listening today um, and indeed uh, there is lots of information out there uh, as Marv has alluded to uh, so not only on West Mercy Police but also um, uh, if you google we don't buy crime there, there is lots of information out there but a genuine conversation with your local policing team um, on uh, Neighbourhood Matters, another website. If you put your postcode into Neighbourhood Matters, it will show all of your local policing teams and their email address and their uh, direct uh, mobile number. Have a chat uh, with one of your local officers about some of the uh, opportunities and indeed services that we've got for your community about how we ultimately ensure crime goes down unless people are victimised in the first place. And thank you very much for uh, joining me on this podcast. No, no, thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it.